honored this morning to have JDRF on. We've got the executive director, Rick Bird, and our 2023 Promising Ball chairs, Suzette and Marshall Lang. Rick, why don't you tell everyone who's listening a little bit about JDRF? JDRF is the world's foremost leader in type 1 diabetes research. We were founded in 1970 by two moms whose sons were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And at the time, there was very little being done in the way of research and advocacy and outreach. And those two ladies, um, in their, with all their might, changed that. And 52 years later, uh, we've invested over $2.5 billion towards type 1 diabetes research, as well as have advocated on behalf of those living with it to bring more uh, funding into this space to um, create advancements in, in technologies and treatments on our way to finding a cure for those living with the disease. Now, Rick, I have a question for you because I know my dad has diabetes. So we hear about type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Can you tell us the difference between type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes? Because I think that's probably one question that if you're listening right now, you probably have. Sure. Um, the big difference is type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Anybody can can develop type 1 diabetes if they have the markers um, in their system, um, which basically your your antibodies attack your beta cells in your pancreas and you stop producing insulin. With type 2 diabetes, it's a metabolic disease that can be developed over time from a variety of factors. So with type 1, it could happen to anybody, anytime, whether you're a marathon runner and the healthiest person in the world um, or not. And so that's the main difference between the two. And I think that's probably, at least if you're a parent, and I am, I have a three and a half year old, almost four year old daughter, that's probably something that's very scary to hear because it isn't something that you can prevent you know colds and flus and things like that you can try to prevent but with this it's just something like you just said rick it can happen to anyone and i'm sure marshall and suzette that's probably why you guys got involved is the advocacy for that absolutely yep our so we uh we have now a 21 year old son who is uh, a junior at savannah college of art and design in savannah georgia but he, Ethan, was diagnosed at two years old with type 1 diabetes. And um, you said it best, Sarah. Um, it's probably the kind of news that just shakes you to the core. First of all, we didn't even really know what that meant. Right. And when we learned about what this would mean in terms of sort of literally um, changing our lives, our family's lives, and certainly Ethan's, because the, the disease is is cruel in that um, it requires continuous monitoring of every carbohydrate that you eat. It requires uh, monitoring your blood glucose levels uh, all the time. Uh, Getting out of range of those blood glucose levels can have both short-term and long-term complications. And so it's a, it's a lifelong, um, it's a lifelong battle. And it's 24 seven. All the time, 24-7. Now, Suzette, as a mom, what were some of the things that were, and for you too, Marshall, what were some of the things that you began to see in your son that made you think maybe something might be wrong or was it something that a doctor caught on a yearly visit? What were the things that you saw that maybe if you're a parent and you're listening, you think, well, I should be looking for X, Y, Z? Absolutely. So what we started to notice was Ethan was very lethargic. Um, he was two, so he was in a diaper, uh, urinating very often, um, constantly thirsty, 
hungry and it's just something didn't add up. So we were uh, newly, we had moved to Virginia and had just found a new pediatrician and called and asked for an appointment because he knew something was wrong. And Marshall and I started basically Googling to see what the signs were because we had a feeling that it could be diabetes. Ethan had all the signs and we took Ethan to his pediatrician. His blood sugar was 850. Wow. Which a normal blood sugar should be between 70 to 100. So he was way off the charts, very, very dangerous situation. And they admitted him immediately to the hospital. For you guys as parents, following that diagnosis, obviously Ethan's life changes. Your guys' life changes overnight also. And with type 1 diabetes, and Rick and Marshall and Suzette, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is not something that is curable. This is just something that you manage throughout your life, Marshall. Is that correct? That is correct. There's not a cure yet. And that's one of the reasons why we're active at JDRF. In fact, Suzette told the story of, you know, Ethan being admitted. And we really got introduced to JDRF the night he was diagnosed. And here's how the uh, endocrinologist on call that evening um, told us what was going on. And we cried and did all of that. And then we literally looked up as parents and said, so how do we fix this thing? And she said, well, you might try JDRF. And we did within a, within a few days. And we've been with JDRF ever since. Um, because to your point, there is no cure for this disease. And to imagine Ethan having to deal with this and potentially suffer um, long-term consequences, it's just, it's just it's not going to work for us. And so we've, we've, um, we've partnered with JDRF. Back then, we did it because we needed the community and the support. Today, we do it because we know it's the absolute best use of our philanthropic dollars to fix something that right now isn't fixable. What were some of the resources that JDRF offered you all that progressed you guys into where you are with the organization now? What was it about that that they offered you that you were like, this is where our philanthropic hours are best spent? I think the word that pops first word that pops in my mind is community because at JDRF and all the volunteers are our parents or type one diabetics themselves um, who uh, who get it and understand what it means to live with this particular disease. Number two, uh, JDRF has a, a great outreach program. So immediately uh, they, they, they would visit with us. They brought what we call Bag of Hope, which is one of our signature uh, items that we give to, to uh, newly diagnosed that contains a lot of materials. And for kids, it includes a Rufus the Bear, which uh, kind of has, uh, Rufus has diabetes and it shows all the, you know, the spots where he gets his shots or finger pricks, pricks and those kind of things. So it uh, became very relatable to both Ethan and then obviously a lot of information about uh, for us as parents. And the other thing, this is not a this is a not a cheap disease because it's chronic. It's a very expensive disease. And one of the things also that really attracted us to JDRF is our, our advocacy. And uh, they they we spend a lot of time on the hill telling the story about why why uh, research 
for, and finding a cure for diabetes is just critical. Now, Rick, you guys have an event coming up. You tell us about the event, the dates, and then Marshall and Suzette will talk to you guys about your role in the event that's coming up. So our annual Promise Ball, it's our, our gala, uh, happens this April 15th, um, Saturday at Hilton America's downtown. Um, it's a great party um, with a great cause. We'll have 800 plus people in a ballroom dancing, uh, raising their paddles in support of the organization, bidding on great auction items. Um, all proceeds from that event will go to help fund our mission. And, um, and one of the most inspiring parts of the night is when we ask people to raise their paddles in support of Fundacure, which is where 100% of the dollars raised during that portion go right to research. Um, it's just a, you know, a lot of us have been to galas, right? And, and there's a dinner, some of the standard things, but I have not been to a gala where we have had more fun. And I think to Marshall and Suzette's point, it's because it's like a big family reunion and we get to come back together with our friends and loved ones in support of one another and just have a great time and then raise hopefully a lot of money. Uh, we're coming off our largest gala last year where we raised over $3 million, um, our first one back after COVID. So uh, with Marshall and Suzette's leadership this year, we're confident we can get back up to those numbers again. And Marshall, Suzette, I was reading over the evening events, and you guys have planned one heck of a party. Do you guys want to go? I mean, I, big smiles here because it really is. You guys are touching on everything that's fun because, you know, Rick, you're correct that there are a lot of galas. There aren't a lot of galas that are parties. A lot of them feel very buttoned up. What I was reading from what you guys are offering that night I mean, it feels like it's going to be the hottest ticket in Houston. Why don't you guys go over what you guys have planned for everybody that night? It, it is the hottest ticket in Houston, just so just so you know. Marsh is like, it is. Us. Not uh, might love, be, it is. Love, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is the hottest ticket in Houston. And because, again, we com- as you notice in, in the write-up, we've got a lot of fun things going on. And to uh, match that up with what Rick said, it's also a very inspirational night. There will be moments when we're laughing and there'll be moments when we're crying because um, it, this is a combination of a party, but also um, supporting and uh, donating to a cause that is just so, so poor, important. One of the, the theme uh, that Suzette gets all the credit for, I, I wanted to have it as a tailgate party theme. Football <laughs> theme she poo-pooed that and came up with a brilliant idea of Starry Night. A celestial evening of hope, and we're, we want to create uh, uh, a feeling in the room that, similar to what you do when you look up at a starry sky, right? That it feels limitless. That there is that anything is possible. We're not limited to to being here on this planet, but rather we're part of something that's universal. I think it's it's the makings for a really really fun, inspirational. Uh, and successful successful night. Suzette, when I saw that that was your guys' theme for the evening, that was the first feeling that I got, was how great it is to take your kids outside and look at the stars. It's one of the things my daughter and I try to do at least once or twice a week is make a wish on the first star we see that night. And there are so many stars in the sky, just like there are so many people that deal with type 1 diabetes. They're all different, right? They're all in different journeys. They're all certain distances away, but they all have the same focal point. They can be seen from the exact same space. So the minute I read that, 
I was like, that's so deep and so personal and so passionate and encompasses everything that I feel like you guys are trying to do. So, Marshall, good job on giving her full credit for that because, Suzette, it is moving. <laughs> it really is. It is inspiring. You, It is inspiring before people are even in the door to think about that. And I just think what you guys have planned and what you guys are doing is fantastic, especially because there are a lot of you listening right now that may not be dealing with this today, but very much... Like Marshall and Suzette thought, they didn't know they were going to be dealing with this in their life either, but so grateful to have a community. For people that want to get involved now, Rick, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so they can go visit our website, jdrf.org forward slash Southern Texas. Um, we list all of our events there. They can click on the Houston Promise Ball. Uh, that'll take them to the gala site. And from there, they can learn more about the event, learn more about type 1 diabetes, um, they can buy a table, they can buy tickets, they can make a straight donation. Um, but yeah, I would ask just people to go check it out um, just to learn more about the organization and, and type 1 diabetes. Um, the more we know, the better chances we have of catching things early. Um, and then possibly somebody down the road um, may need JDRF in their lives and they'll know where to turn. I truly thank you guys for taking the time out this morning for educating those of us who may not be familiar with type 1 diabetes, especially about the organization and for Marshall and Suzette introducing us to the hottest ticket in Houston as we're entering gala season. We are very excited about it. We'll put all this information up on our website along with the link if you have been moved as I have by what Marshall and Suzette had to say today, how you can get involved today in JDRF.